you like stories about haunted locations, or maybe tales of cryptids and spooky folklore from around the world. If so, why not tune in to Haunted Escapes with Chris and Diane, where all this and more will be discussed. New episodes drop every Sunday, the visual versions the following Friday on YouTube. So why not come join us on our Haunted Escapes? Hi, this is Diane. And this is Kelly of the History Goes Bump podcast. We are in our 10th year of production for the podcast. And we can say without reservation that no other podcast has covered as many haunted locations as we have. We prove that history isn't boring. It's terrifying. Find History Goes Bump wherever you get your podcasts. Keep it spooky. It is like mindless... Ghosty fam, welcome to the Activity Continues podcast. If you're new here, Amy and I are friends and soul sisters who recap episode of the TV show The Dead Files, and we also talk about other creepy shit as well as mundane stuff about our lives. I'm Megan. And I'm Amy. Thanks for joining us. This week, Megan is recapping The Dead Files episode called Tormented, and it's from season two. It's episode 10, and it originally aired on January 25th, 2013. I picked it because I was looking through the list and I saw it took place in Colorado. And I was like, you know what? I want to go to Colorado. We almost honeymooned there. Yeah. Um, but then COVID hit. Yeah. And we got, well, we got knocked up first and then COVID hit. Um, <laughs> double, double whammy. Double whammy. So that's, uh, that's why I chose it. Cool. Um, and did I, we already, dis- I know we discussed last time, but do you want to tell everybody why you're so interested in Colorado? Oh, because of Lieutenant Joe Kenda. Of course. <laughs> Yeah, he's the best him. in the whole world. I love him so much. Um, if he's listening, hello. Hi, Joe. Hi, Joe. And Kathy, his wife, the best. I know. Oh, yeah, we did, because we talked about the cruise Yeah, last we talked time. about the cruise. Yeah. Um, but in case anybody didn't listen last time. Yeah, Joe Kenda's the best. In case Joe wasn't listening last time. Um, he's in a show called Homicide Hunter on uh, Discovery ID. And then he's in a new one called American Detectives. And then I don't, he's got another one, I think, coming out, but I don't remember I the name does. of that one. Yeah. He had a podcast, too. He had a book. I listened to his book. Yep. Oh, God. Well, the podcast was very similar to the was book. It, okay. it was all like his, his I don't want to say favorite stories, yeah. but the, the stories that, that stick, stick with out. you. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and it was really fun to listen to him talk about all those stories. But it was just like six episodes and that was it. It never went anywhere. him. I know, he's got such a great voice. I love him. And he's so funny. I know he is. He says the dumbest. (laughs) I know, he's got the best one-liner. I know. And it's just like, they should all be on t-shirts and mugs. I know, I know. Just Joe Kenda merch, as far as the eye can see. Speaking of merch. Speaking of. (gasps) Good segue. We got, thank you. I didn't even plan it. We got new merch. Amy. Yeah. Tell the folks about our new merch. Well, I was um, I was drinking out of my little Sig water bottle here that if you're watching the video, you can see. My friend Jody gave this to me. It's very shiny. Flip phone Jody. Flip phone Jody. Um, gave this to me. And so I want, and it's bashed because <laughs> I've had it for like, Does she know we call her flip phone Jody? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> she's proud of the fact that she still has a flip phone. She's not giving that up anytime soon. And... Um, um, anyway, so I wanted to get a new one, and so I went on Zazzle yep. and created one. They they didn't have the big ones like this. They only mm-hmm. had the little ones. I think are like eight ounces or it something. It's really cute. Though. It's it really turned cute. Out really nice. Yeah, it's really cute. So if you want to head over and get get yourself a little Sig water bottle with our puka on it, to Zazzle, also the best name for a cat. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good Zazzle. Name. It is Razzle Dazzle Zazzle Dazzle Zazzle. <laughs> oh my god, it's perfect. <laughs> I need to get a cat now um, to name him Zazzle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It would result in divorce, but (laughs) worth it. I always say that if I get one more dog, I'm going to be on the street with all of them. You will. I would. Um, You would be. I would. Yeah. 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 Thank God Greg doesn't travel anymore because. (laughs) I know. I'm like, if you go to Singapore, I'm getting a fucking cat. And I did. Charlie. I did. Dearly departed Charlie. Poor Charlie. Yeah. His picture came up in my. 
um, I, in my Facebook memories damn today. You, Facebook. And I don't know why it was today because I don't think today's his birthday or yeah. today's a day. He Maybe it's anything, just you posted something about I posted a picture. It's my favorite picture of him. And he was a big orange. Uh, Tom. Tom. Fluffy. Yeah. Fluffy. Big fluffy. Like he had this tail that looked like a feather boa. He walked to flip it. I mean, he had to have been crossed with a Persian at some point. Or a point. Manx or something. Yeah, or a Mancoon or Mancun. something. That's it. Mancoon. Because he was a big boy. He was a big boy. Yeah. And if you tried to pick him up, I, I used to do this thing where I'd pick him up and I'd do automatic kissing machine and go, and he would punch me in the face. <laughs> he hated being picked up. He hated being loved on. But he would sit next to me and put his paw uh-huh. on my leg. And that's that, that is was like the his most, version of snuggle. That is the most cat thing, though, because it's like, you're going to pet me on my term. Yeah. And this is going to go the way I say this is yes. going to go. And if you try to go any other way, yeah. it will not end well for you. Sock right in the kiss. Sock right in the face. Yep. Kapow! <laughs> he was a good cat. But anyway, um, and then also uh, we have... Um, I found on the Facebook group another client that of the Dead Files that mm-hmm. would like to speak with us. <gasps> Bring it on. And yeah, her episode, though, is in the upcoming season. Yes. So she can't talk about it until it airs. However, her episode's a little earlier than the other person we oh, were talking good. about. It's like she said she thinks it's episode five or six. And it was September of last year that they were at mm-hmm. her house. And they told her at the time it would be five to six months that okay. it was airing. So, you know, like I said, we did the math with the... Um, with a sketch artist last time to figure out when their episode was on is the last one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, so we think that the new Dead Files season should be starting late February, early March. That's what we think, just by based on what we've heard from. Just based on our math calculations, yeah, which everybody you know, knows. We're all mathematicians. We're all mathematicians. So my that'll be career, exciting. Actually. Oh, and she did say that she has some mind-blowing stuff that she wants to tell us, but she can't. And she's like, I'm terrible. If I were to meet with you now, I would just probably tell you everything because um, I like I buy Christmas presents for people and then I tell them what they're getting. Yeah. So I was like, then say no more. Yep. I don't want to get anybody yep. in trouble. Nope. Let's just, we'll talk to you in six months. <laughs> yeah. We don't want to, we don't want to make anybody mad. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. So that's, that's the story, but that is coming. Yes. And then... Oh, uh, also, Amy will put the link to the water bottle in the show notes. Yeah, yep. So that way you don't have to search for it. Yeah, it's Zazzle and, and Redbubble are kind of, both kind of hard to find the mm-hmm. exact merch you mm-hmm. want. Like you go there and you look at the design and it looks like all you can get is a sticker and that's not oh, okay. right at yeah. all. So um, whenever I can, I will link to the, yeah. right to the product yep. because that's going to be easier for you guys to find stuff. Um, and then speaking of buying our stuff, um, people I are using should. our three spirit codes. So. It's so good. I don't know why you wouldn't, I know. honestly. But thank you. Yes, thanks. Thank you, everybody who's using our code. Uh, it's it's so good. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And we hope you like it. Let us know what you yeah, think. Yeah, let us know. Please let us know what you think because we want to know. Obviously, we... we're asking you to let us know. <laughs> we do. And uh, if you're wondering why we're glancing like this, um, Megan and I are in the same room again. We are at my house. And um, I'm very upset because she made stroganoff and (laughs) I'm so full from lunch. I can't eat it, but it smells really good. So I'm going to bring it home. I packed up a little care kit for you. And then I'm going to eat it right in front of John. Full (laughs) eye contact. I could give you all of it and it could be enough for both of you. Or it'll be enough for me twice. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It was pretty good. It was super easy. It was from All Recipes magazine. I love All Recipes. Well, and and I found the recipe on their website as well. Mm -hmm. But... Um, but I did see it in the magazine. It's mm-hmm. slightly different. The magazine versus the website. I compared them both. Um, it's super easy. I love all recipes. I've never made anything bad from there. Yeah, it's once. it's really good. And my mom gave me that magazine a couple years ago. Nice. And so I, I my mom bought me a subscription to to Food Network magazine like oh. three years in a row. Mm-hmm. But they came with inserts that I loved. Like oh yeah, fifty inserts like the cookies you know, and how like, to make. All these different yeah, deviled eggs. Or, yes, yeah. and dressings. And so I kept all of them. And I have all the magazines, but yeah, I just... Oh. I don't usually cook from that, but I do like it. I like reading all this yeah, stuff. Because I, I, like, I like a lot of the yeah. um, Food Network chefs. I, um, I'm finishing Lucifer series finale. I finished the sec- I finished two episodes last night. The second to last one, sobbing. I was just oh. sobbing. But it was so, like a good cry. Like they're really doing a great job of wrapping everything up. Good. I have one episode left. 
So I hope they didn't fuck it up. <laughs> but they really, and I don't want to say anything in case people are watching. Yeah. I don't want to spoil it. But yeah, it. One of my coworkers is on season four, which is when Netflix picked it up from the mm. CW. It, okay. That's when it really got good I, oh, to me. Okay. But you know me, I've got to be in the right mindset to finish a series. Like yeah. I can't just sit down and finish it willy nilly like a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> gotta like really be in the zone. If it's something I really like, I don't want to finish it. I, I know it exactly. On. This season, like the last part of the season six, came out like months ago and i that's exactly it i'm trying to i don't want to finish it it's like a good book you're safe yes oh that reminds me um i was going to talk to you about this anyway might as well do it now um have you seen that woman on tiktok i know i feel like every sentence i say starts with have you seen them have you seen tiktok TikTok? so are you following so-and-so on tiktok (laughs) so this woman um oh i forgot her last name now her First name is Geneva. She's an author. Okay. Is she the one with Scott? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, okay. Scott those of you is who really don't know, mad about her. Oh, my God. Geneva Rose is her name, and her book is called A Perfect Marriage. Well, she's got another book, too, but that's but, And they're book. fiction, or, or are they nonfiction? They're fiction. They're fiction. They're fiction. They're murder mysteries. Scott got real mad. Yeah. She had a fan that she calls her pen pal. Um, fan is a very he's, loose he fan. was real rude to her and told her that she should get out of literature and then told her to write a better book make up your mind make Scott. Up your, and he emailed her like three or four times yeah. like was it like wasn't weird just, like stalkerish yeah. and so she's been talking about him on tiktok and she and she talks she talks like this into this so she's like like she's whispering to you and she's like so i got another message from scott and she's hilarious. And so I'm like, I have to get her book. And did, so did you get it? I got it. Yeah, I got it on Kindle. So I went on today and I and it was free with Prime. Free. Well, zero dollars, zero cents. So go get it. That is what free. That means. is what free means. Chelsea. Zero dollars, and zero cents. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I, and I don't have Kindle Unlimited or anything. So it's not that it's oh, just Prime. Wow. Because I have Prime. I'm gonna have to read it. Now. Yeah, I just I just started it. And it opens up with a bang. Does it? Literally? (laughs) Literally, but not in a shooting way. Different kind of Did you see the video where there was a Barnes & Noble employee and they recommended it and they were like, sorry, Scott. Scott wouldn't like it. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody would love this book. Well, except for Scott. Except for Scott. He, I don't know what got under his ass, but he did not like it. I know. And I love that she is embracing it and owning it and talking about it all the time. And she's not, she's like making fun of him. Yeah. Like she turned something that could have been so negative. Yeah. And spun it around and now it's on him. Yeah. And, and she's, you know, I would say she sold a book, but I didn't have to pay any money for it. But. You know, yeah. Um, I it's I got getting, the book because of that, and other people too. I'm reading the comments. Know, they're like, "Well, here I go buying your book." Yep. You know, hey, it's all what's the word I'm looking for? All publicity, publicity is good publicity. Yep. yep, pretty much. So, yep, yeah. That's that's that. Yeah. I'm so I'm I started you know trying to read for money, and oh, I had right. to. Uh, I had to return the first book because it was so god awful. I couldn't read it. I couldn't really? finish it. Remember I told you it was like the Da Vinci Code meets Harry Potter meets like all like it was so much. There was Banshees. There was Wendigos. <laughs> there was I mean. There was well, done every, well. That could be OK. Yeah. But it was but like it. what what it this author much. could have done was make each individual part into a book and mm-hmm. make a series. Mm-hmm. But instead there was time travel. He's haunted by a Wendigo. <laughs> but we it's just like it was like little snippets like. Like, oh, my Wendigo's here. We have to leave. And Wendigo, what? And then it's never talked about again. Oh, for the love. I made it like 120 pages oh my this God. book. I mean, I gave it a go, Yeah, the Brits would say. <laughs> but I could. I had to finish. I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Oh. So I, tr- I got another one. It's called Barmaid. Um, and I'm just, you know, I, I'm struggling to get into it. Really? You know what I mean? Like, it's just not. I imagine these are not. Pulitzer Prize winners that they're having review these, you know? So. Yeah, it's not going to be like a Daniel Steele book, then, yeah. which granted, not that she's a Pulitzer Prize winner, but... But at least she's famous. At least there's substance. Writes books that people like well yeah. enough. Um, that reminds me the the this uh, Geneva Rose. Uh-huh. I was reading something... Oh, I was reading the Amazon thing about her. Mm-hmm. And it says that she started on TikTok. Her husband, Drew, mm-hmm. has a TikTok account. And she was first known as Drew's wife. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about his I don't account know or any of that. But apparently they make fun of Twilight books and other like poorly written books. First of all. <laughs> I know. I know. Ouch. You love those. I know. They're 
They're so bad. They're so bad. They're so bad. <laughs> um, there's a, there's it's a, okay. We can love bad things. I yeah. love Fritos. Fritos? Fritos. Are they bad? For you. Well, I just ate a bag of Cool Ranch Doritos, so you, you're barking up the wrong tree there. Um, there's a Twilight trivia in a couple of weeks oh, um, in okay. Burnsville, yeah. which is basically Iowa. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. Um, I hope Amazon changes her bio to say to include Scott. I was looking for that. That's actually why I read it. Because <laughs> I was hoping. That, and then there was comments, you know, because people write, you know, right. people like us yeah. write reviews, yeah. too. And I was hoping somebody would mention Scott. I didn't see one. But well, you will need to do it. Yeah. Me, yeah, I'll do it after I read it. Yeah. It's so far. It's good. I'm on. OK. Chapter two. OK. So <laughs> far, so good. Today. Geneva but. Rose, if you're listening, we, yeah. she likes it so far. Yeah, Scott can go suck it because I think it's Scott. Good. Anything okay. else? I don't think so. I mean, we could probably do this all fucking night. Oh, but, we could. Um, Tell me you about know. it. Yeah. Um, there is a content warning. Um, I know there was rape. They talk about rape. Um, they talk about, oh, there's a lot of, there's child abuse in the history. Okay. Um, I don't think there's anything other than that. Okay. Oh, there is mention of suicide. Oh, okay. So... Okay. Rape, child abuse, and suicide. Great. Just, yeah. <laughs> I mean, all these episodes have something, don't I they? I mean, yeah. the one I did last week didn't really Mm-mm. that much. The doll one. Just, you know, people that are obsessed with dolls. But, um, hey, everyone. We want to welcome our new sponsor, Gobble. As you know, life can get pretty hectic. Between work, errands, and family time, Who always has the energy to plan, shop for, and cook delicious meals every night? That's where Gobble comes in. It's a meal kit service that takes the stress and guesswork out of dinner. I used to dread the what's for dinner question every night. Gobble has been a game changer. They deliver fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and easy-to-follow recipe cards right to your door. Exactly. No more last-minute grocery runs or scrambling for inspiration. Plus, the recipes are incredibly diverse. From healthy options to comfort food classics, there's something for everyone. And let's not forget that cooking together can be a fun family activity. Gobble's recipes are simple enough to involve everyone in the kitchen, even the little ones. So if you're looking for a way to make delicious, stress-free meals that the whole family will love, head over to the link in the show notes or on our website to get your first six meals for $36. Gobble. Make dinner amazing. We want to give a shout out to our newest affiliate partner, Just Brands. This is the company that makes the CBD and THC gummies that I have been talking about. I have purchased both the Delta 8 and the Delta 10 versions, and they're really nice. They're actually really tasty too, but I wouldn't recommend just eating a ton of them at once. I did buy them to help me sleep. And well, let's just say that one night I took one and when I went to bed, I felt myself melting into my bed. It was lovely. For a limited time, you can get 20% off these treats when you go to justcbdstore.com or just follow the link in the show notes and then use our promo code ACTIVITY24. This offer is good until March 27th, so get your gummies now. Um, Okay, so we're in Westminster, Colorado. It's about 20 minutes north of Denver. We're with Kara, I think is how they say it. She's a single mom and she lives there with her two kids. And from what I got from the episode is she's fairly recently single. Um, She was divorced. She has Kimber, who's eight, and Noah is 10. They're hearing footsteps, hearing voices. They're seeing things. Things are moving. Basically, your regular, you know, haunted house activity. It's affected the 10-year-old the most, though. Noah, the 10-year-old, he won't go anywhere in the house by himself um anywhere he goes he has to have somebody with him because he's so scared oh poor kid and steve asks her you know how long has this been going on and she said it's been going on the entire time they've lived there about 10 and a half years um and he she said when her ex-husband moved out that's when it really increased and that's why they called in the dead files it was built in 1985 and nobody except for her has lived there for more than two years so she's the only one who wow. stuck it out for 10 years now, 10 and a half years. 
She's and to make things more interesting, she's a hospice nurse. So she deals with people who have six months or less to live. Mm. Um, so she's got a really emotionally draining mm-hmm. job. Kudos to anybody who has that job. Uh, like, that's a tough one. I got to say, Greg's mom's nurses, they were so sweet. Mm-hmm. They were so sweet. It takes her. a special person to yeah. be in that job. Yeah. So they go into the kitchen and Kara tells Steve that when her son was younger, when Noah was younger, he would talk to a man that he saw on the ceiling over a chair. She said he would tell him to get down off the ceiling and it was very creepy, which, yeah, that would be. Yeah. Like I've I've said multiple times when my son was a baby, he would look in corners and laugh. So I think he saw, (laughs) at least he was laughing, but 100% sure he saw people Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. he was looking at something. I mean, it's, yeah. Also, they've had eight floods uh, in 10 years. They've had pipes breaking, sump pups failing, um, manhole cover fluttered their yard. Um, and then you said... I made a note. You made a note. I love how she repeatedly said that a manhole cover fluttered her, flooded her yard. <laughs> Amy goes, ma'am, the manhole cover is metal. Pretty sure it was the water that flooded it. <laughs> yeah. She kept saying a manhole cover flooded my yard. I'm like, I think you mean the manhole cover broke or fell off or something. The water. The interesting part is that she said that none of her neighbors have had any water issues. Mm -hmm. It's all been her house. So she said that she's had two kind of paranormal groups come in and investigate, but they couldn't help much. She said they did a cleansing and they did saltwater crosses and salt lines in the doorway to keep the activity out. One thing I noticed, they didn't touch on that in the, re- in the reveal. Hmm. And I thought for sure, because other, gr- other places have had groups and Amy's always gotten upset about it. But then again, this was season two, so maybe she didn't feel, like, comfortable enough to say that. But I was for sure, like, Amy won't like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, None of it worked. There's still activity. We go into the master bedroom. Kara saw a glowing orb coming from the bathroom when she was in bed shortly after moving in. So she was laying in bed. She said it was bright like the sun, and it was really big, like, person size. Like, this is not, like, your teeny tiny dust mite. Mm Mm-hmm. She said it stayed there a really long time, and then it just went away. And, you know, Steve asked, could you have been on any medication? She said, no, I don't take sleeping meds. And it wasn't the dog, Steve. <laughs> there is no dog. And she's not boozing. And she's not boozing. Um, she's also felt like something was crawling up the bed and kind of crawling over her. <sighs> no, thanks. Uh-uh. Goodbye. She said she felt the sheets being pulled tight around her. Kind of like, you know, when something's crawling on you and the sheets go tight because there's pressure on it is how pressure works. (laughs) She said she yelled at it to go away and it stopped after that. And then she says, I'm in a struggle on whose house this is. That's scary. Yeah. Then we interview Kimber, uh, the eight year old daughter. She says she's seen things downstairs and she's heard footsteps on the stairs. And she said she saw a witch on the wall. That was her words, not mine. Steve said, you saw a witch? And Kimber said, yeah, you couldn't really see her face. Her face was covered with black hair. Goodbye. Nope. Moving out. What? Moving out. Black. Like her, her hair was covering her face or she had hair growing on her face? Uh, I think her hair, the way I pictured it was like ring-like where her hair was covering okay. her face. Okay. Steve asked how the woman made Kimber feel and she said she wanted to leave the room right away. She said she was shaking and hiding under the covers. But really, she said, it's not super active in her room. It's more active in Noah's room, and it's really active in her mom's room. So then we go to Noah, and he's so scared to be alone by himself upstairs. He said one thing that really scares him is that behind his closet door, there's this thing that's very scary. He said if he feels like it's watching him. He said it's like a shadow thing. The edges fade um, they, you know, they're blurred out. They're mm. not, like very sharp edges. Mm-hmm. He also says it feels pretty negative, doesn't seem friendly. And he has trouble sleeping because of that. And I don't blame him. Yeah. Very scared. Poor little dude. He said one morning he woke up and there was a light shining under the door. He said like someone was shining a flashlight. So he opened the door, which brave. I would not have done that. No, I'd be hiding under the bed. Uh-huh. I'd be, st- I'd be tiptoeing past it and running out the room. <laughs> 
He said he opened the door and it was like a glowing circle thing. I think he meant like an orb, but he just didn't know the word for orb. He said he saw it for a second or two and then it went away. And Steve asks how he's dealing with everything. And he said he's very cautious of upstairs. And he said he always wants Kimber with him. Mm. So it's very scary. So then, because this house is super new, I mean, it's only 1985. I mean, I'm older than this house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we, Steve is like, I need to talk to a real estate developer, Charlie. So Charlie? We, Charlie. So we go to Charlie. Before the house, it was just open farmland uh, for dry land grazing is what he said. Okay. Charlie's grandfather owned the land, um, and in 1869, he started Church Ranch. Um, and Charlie's family in Church Ranch was very instrumental in bringing the first water down from the Continental Divide to the Eastern Slope, whatever that means. Geography is okay. not my strong suit. Me neither. Um, they talked about how tough farming was and is. I mean, it really is so hard, like, especially if you have crops. I feel like, and I could be wrong, but... It's really out of your hands, a success or failure. I mean, a lot of it is for sure, because you're dealing with all the weather. Yeah. And you can't control if it's rainy, if it's dry, if there's a drought, if it's, you know, how do you control that? Oh, my goodness. There were many deaths associated with the irrigation. Um, and then they talk about a specific death, which is um, a man named John Shannon fell in and drowned. Fell in. The irrigation system. Oh, okay, okay. Where the water is. Where the water is. Water. So we talked to a descendant of John Shannon. We talked to his great-granddaughter, Tanya. Um, and Steve says, what can you tell me about him? Like, what do you know about him? And Tanya said that the oldest boy, which would be, I guess, her grandfather... Because if that's her great grandfather, then his kids would be her gr- or like grand uncle or whatever. Before he died, told her grandmother. Do we need a so like family her, tree flow chart? So that would be like his sibling. So okay. the, so John Shannon's oldest son told his sister that he would have to take the younger boys and hide them down by the creek so their father wouldn't beat them. Holy shit. Yeah, he was not a nice person. Mean to the kids, mean to animals. Oh, there is animal abuse. Shoot. Maybe add that in there. They said there's a story that one time he beat one of the horses so badly that someone had to pull him off the horse. Like, just don't. Just don't. Just be nice to animals and people. Like, how do you not? How do you not be nice to animals? Like, I'm afraid of horses. That doesn't mean I'm going to go beat them up. Horses are just big puppies. They're just, they're so smart. That's why I'm afraid of them. They can (laughs) take me out. (laughs) Little band of Those murderous horses. Yeah, you know it. Tanya heard when one of the children was a newborn, the mother walked in on the father, John, trying to smother the baby. I thought it was really interesting. Tanya never called him John. She either called him the father or him oh, or, you know, she didn't never his mentioned his name ever. Interesting. I thought that was really interesting. Or she or call him, you know, great grandfather mm-hmm. or anything. It was always him, his, you know, I thought it was really interesting. Hmm. He died in 1936. So he didn't come home for supper. And that was very unusual. They found his hat and his jacket by the drainage ditch. They drained the water and then somebody found his body. The death certificate lists um, the cause of death as drowning, but um, she said they were wondering if he had a heart attack and fell in or if something more sinister happened. And she kind of says or and like trails off and Steve goes, you think foul play? (laughs) And Tanya said, well, you know, she said she's wondered about the oldest boy. So her grandfather or granduncle or grand something Mm -hmm. she said he was very devoted to his mother and it said that on the day that john died people were gonna come and take the kids away from the mother and father because of how abusive john was and the day of the funeral they all went home and the oldest boy said we don't ever talk about this and nobody ever talked about it so did Hmm. he die was he murdered oh either way i don't think a horse got him 
Maybe. Oh, Wouldn't it all be nice circle retribution? Yeah, retribution. It's like the elephant that murdered the woman yeah. and then went to her funeral and stomped on her body. <laughs> oh, my God. Don't you remember that? Oh, I thought you were talking about a book. Uh, no, it happened. It was, there was a whole TikTok about it. Oh, my God. That's how I get all my news. TikTok. <laughs> I get my news the way God intended. Uh, yep. TikTok. TikTok. Uh, so now we're digging through the archives. And we come across uh, Gertrude Weaver. She was a newlywed bride who died. There were three potential causes of death for her. Homicide, suicide, or accidental. She was killed with a gun. So then we go to an antique gun expert, George Horn. And they're at a gun range. And they're shooting the same type of weapon that killed Gertrude. I don't remember what it was. I, I, it was a, I don't know guns. The, the gun. I don't know. Went bang. I, like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I do have a picture of There was a bullet it. involved. Yeah, there was a, a trigger. I don't know. Um, a barrel. Sh- boom. I don't know. I do have a picture of it, though. Okay. So I'll send it over to you. Okay. So it's like a, it's, it's like a really long rifle. Okay. But like not a suit, like a, not like a musket. Yeah. I don't know. I don't I'm know. done. I'm going to stop because of people on Amy, who's a, a hunter. Is yeah, she's like, going to. Yeah. She's probably got a big red mark on her forehead from, from smashing it. Yeah. She's like, Megan, please stop talking about guns. OK, Amy, <laughs> you you told me I listen. Um, so we're talking to George and Steve is like, what you know, what's going on? And Steve said or jo- George says the accidental shooting would be very difficult. He says the chances of it going off accidentally are very slim it's not a hair trigger he says you really have to pull the trigger and i'm like well don't you have to pull all triggers on a gun you do but maybe some of them are a little bit you don't have to pull quite so hard yeah yeah and then as far as suicide goes steve said well as a general rule women do not kill themselves with a firearm which i mean that's fair that's i feel like that's more of a man's shooting yeah a man's way of committing suicide is by a firearm or hanging um, but then he said, you can't rule out a suicide. George says there's two reasons he doesn't think it was a suicide. He says the length of the rifle and the weight of the rifle. He said it's a really heavy rifle, like 12 to 13 pounds, I guess is heavy. Um, For a rifle? Yeah, that yeah. would be hard to hold that up yeah. and be able to shoot. And Steve said to do that, she'd have to be six eight with four foot arms. <laughs> <laughs> so astute. And she was shot in the center of her chest. So it's not like she was shot in the head. That's hard to do yourself. But then Steve, in all of his delicacy, was like, I have seen people use their toe to pull the trigger, blow the brains out. And I'm like, (laughs) I do remember him saying that. I was like, Steve. So then we kind of, you know, focus on the gun and then we fade out. And I'm like, okay, that's very artistic. Mm -hmm. Director, whatever you did with that. So then we get to Amy's arrival, and I say, why is it always at night? Why do they always investigate at night? I mean, I know I've asked this multiple times, but maybe do it at like four in the afternoon. I think it's for the show. I'm sure it's for our benefit. So she goes in the living room, and she sees a a female freaking out and losing her mind. Um, And she said she sees something with the walls. Um, The woman is jumping around screaming and looking at the wall, and the lady who is freaking out is alive. And they're being and she's being attacked. And Amy says it's really bad in here. Hmm. She said there's an old lady there who's dead, who has a relationship with the living woman. And she's kind of trying to protect them. She said the woman being who is alive is being tormented. And the old lady wants to help her, but doesn't really know how to help or where to begin or what to do. And Matt says, help with what? And Amy says, something is fucking with people here. And it might not be a dead person. It might be a poltergeist. Mm. So we might be dealing with a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. And she said, the violence inflicted on this people is really bad. And it could feel like to- torture. 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 Um, so then we get Amy doing a voiceover. And she says, this walk is really strange so far. Because she said, whatever is responsible um, won't reveal itself to Amy. So she can't see what it is. She knows there's something there. She can feel it, but she can't see it. Hmm. She says she feels like somebody is suicidal because of this. And she almost compares, she compares it to being in an abusive relationship. Like, mm. you know, it's going to get worse. Mm-hmm. You know, it's bad, but you can't leave. Mm. So then we go to the master bedroom and she says the attacks in this room are every day. And she says, who the fuck is doing this? Because again, they still haven't shown themselves to her. And she said it's the beginnings of a poltergeist manifestation. 
And Matt says, if it's fully formed, can it hurt people? And she says, absolutely, yes. She says, it can cut them. It can start fires. It can rape them. It can (gasps) beat them. Jesus. Yeah. She said, it's very brutal and violent. And she says, it is absolutely a poltergeist. And then she does a voiceover and talks about poltergeists and what they are. And she said, it's, quote, usually created unintentionally when someone with psychic abilities represses intense negative emotions. These entities can interact with the physical world, and if the poltergeist fully develops, it can become extremely dangerous. And she said, um, the shit is mindless. She said the creator of it is living, and it'll do whatever the creator wants it to do, which might be subconscious Uh one, because the creator problem, most poltergeists, they don't even know they're being created. Right. They're just, you know. And the person doesn't know they're doing it. No, the person doesn't know they're doing it. Yeah. So we go into Kimber's room, and Amy says there's an old lady in there, and she's getting grandma, 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 grandma. She said the old woman is in this room a lot. She said it doesn't feel as bad as the master bedroom. She said it feels safer in here. It's better in here. And she said the old woman is always in this room. She's trying to protect, and she's trying to make it better. And Matt asks what she's protecting against, and Amy said something really, really bad. And if you remember, Kimber said that her room didn't have a lot of activity it was mostly Noah and Mm -hmm. mom's room Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so then we go into Noah's room and Amy says there's something in the closet (sighs) (sighs) okay we got something with the closets here she said it's different than the master bedroom she said it's every single night seen as a shadow person or a shadow man uh matt asks if the shadow man is just in the closet or if it's everywhere in the room and amy says it's it's in the closet because she gets that that's his space and he's scaring somebody a lot and he likes to scare somebody a lot he's a tormentor he said there's a woman and then there's this kid that he really torments she said he can put his weight on the bed and it feels like somebody is sitting there um, Matt asks, why would he do that? And Amy said he feels like he's being invaded because this is his space. And Matt asks, what makes you say that? And then there, Amy says, there's a moment where she got mine. These are mine, my people, and to kind of back the fuck off. There was like this moment of like, mine, mine. This is my people, mine. And back the fuck off. <laughs> So initially, I thought maybe it was like a manifestation of the ex-husband, but it's not. We'll learn later it's not, but I thought maybe it was that. So then we go outside, and we hear two men talking. Amy does, not we do. Amy hears two men talking, and somebody is saying they're having a problem keeping animals alive. alive. They're very stressed out, and Matt asks, what is he worried about? Amy says he's worried about the water, the water flow, and being financially ruined. Um, and then she does a voiceover, and she says the dead farmer is angry that Amy is seeing him. So she was finally able to see him, and he's really pissed about it. And he's pissed that she knows that he's the shadow man now. Like, he wanted that to, to be the way that she perceived him. She's, he's pissed. Can't, can't throw something or or get something past Amy. Nope. Yeah. (laughs) She'll figure it out. Yep. So she said he has a cowboy hat on, a plaid button down shirt, jeans, and a belt. So he's like your kind of stereotypical cowboy. She said he's created this monster of himself from himself. So he's done this. Like this is how he wants to be perceived. So they go to the garage and she said the dead guy is behind her and he's laughing hysterically. And then we have another voiceover and that's when she says, again, he's furious that she's seen through his disguise and he, and she can tell he's not actually a shadow figure, but that he's a person. Um, and so he's fucking pissed. He wants her out of the house and now he's following her, following her around and she's struggling to breathe. And he says, oh, can't breathe, can you? He's very, very, very angry. Oh, I don't feel good in here. This one's like really, really bad. He says, ah, oh, can't breathe, can you? Mm, I can't breathe. Yeah. So he's now attacking her. Um, 
because she can see him and he's pissed. Jeez. I know. This one, I had to actually stop. Yeah, uh, I mean, you were like, the sketch is coming up, and I, it's too I, late. I night, was afraid and- it was going to be really scary, and I'm like, I can't do it, so I put Golden Girls on. <laughs> That's a good palate cleanser. Oh, God, I love it. <laughs> I don't know if you know this about me, but I love the Golden Girls. I do know that about yeah. you, yes. Um, so we go to the basement where he's just following her. He's not leaving her alone at all. Um, she said, Amy said, a kid is being held down, and he's being smothered, and she can't breathe. And she said she sees a dark mass standing and smothering. And then she says, there's just some psycho shit going on in this house. Um, And then the last um, entity that she sees is she sees a woman walking, a younger woman. And she said it could be residual because she she's not interacting mm-hmm. with anybody. Yeah. She said she's wearing a nightgown that's like some puffy sleeves, like kind of Victorian almost. She said she's got a gaunt face. It's very long. And then she heard suicide with her. Oh. And then we kind of go to the sketch. And she said there's she drew an old woman protecting a living woman in the living room from a dangerous entity. And they go, is this what you saw? And she goes, yes. So we're getting towards. We're creeping closer and closer to. Yes. That's That's what I saw. saw. Which is going to be the name of Amy's biography, autobiography. (laughs) I'm making that up. I didn't. She has not announced anything. She should, though. She should. she should get us to write it for her. We could be her biographer. Ghostwriter. Ghost <laughs> <laughs> See what I did? But I'm Ching. All right. So we're at the reveal, and Kara's there. It's only her. And, the fir- and Amy said the first thing that she saw was a, a living woman flipping out in the living room. She said she's screaming and yelling, totally out of control. And Amy said it was like she could see everything through her eyes. She said there was another person there. It was an old lady who was dead and she is a conscious entity. So she knows she's dead and she knows why she's there. Kara said she does feel like the entity is female. And then Amy said she had a sketch of what she saw. And so that's when Kara tells her that she's a hospice nurse and she thinks the old woman who passed away, um, the old woman could be someone who passed away mm-hmm. about a year ago that Kara cared about very, very much. And mm. so she, which. Again, like that's tough, but Mm -hmm. it sounds like Kara's the right person to be in that job. Yeah, yeah. Um, So Kara, when Kara said she was a hospice nurse, Amy acted shocked and she said, oh, man, like, oh, man. She probably is like, you got a lot of dead people. Yeah, you got a lot (laughs) going on. Um, So then Amy was talking again about the the old woman who's passed away and she said she's very protective of the lavender room which is Kimber's room. She said she spends a large amount of time in there. There was and then we talk about the another woman in the house, the the long light brown hair and then she Amy said when she walked by she heard the word suicide attached to her and that's when Steve talked about Gertrude Weaver. Steve asked if she's dangerous, and Amy said she's not, but the next entity is. And that's when we talked about the tormentor, um, about how he held down and tried to smother a child, made Amy feel like she couldn't breathe. She said he would look like a shadow person to the living, loves the blue room closet, which is Noah's room, Mm -hmm. but can go anywhere in the house. And so Amy talks about what she saw about him coming out of the closet, and that's his space. And Noah said, well, that describes what's going on with Noah perfectly, like exactly what's going mm-hmm. on with Noah. Um, then Amy went into the backyard and she saw him when she when he was alive. She said he was a farmer, um, really stressed out about water um, and his water issues. And then Kara said they had a lot of water issues, eight floods in 10 years, including mm-hmm. the manhole that that flooded her <laughs> yard. Now, this is the same guy that beat the horse, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Beat the horse, smothered the child, mm-hmm. beat everybody. Mm-hmm. He was a great guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Amy said that he believes that this is his house. Kara and the children are his possessions. And he's basically, he's straight up an abuser, which like, no shit. Um, and that's when Steve talks about John Shannon, his background with everything terrible. Not good. Amy also says she's really concerned about the begin- beginnings of a PK manifestation. Um, she said that's the, a branch off of a poltergeist. She said it can cut people, beat people up. It could even kill them. She said it stems from a living agent in the location. 
Um, it feeds off negativity, fear, anger, depression, and then it starts to create an entity. And it was initially created by a female who's going through an intense time. Kara, I mean, mm-hmm. she's a hospice nurse going through a divorce, divorce. Mm-hmm. newly single mom. Yeah, that's a lot of a lot. stuff to go through. So she has abilities and so does Noah. But again, they don't elaborate on that. I mean, I'm sure they do in the, mm-hmm. in the you know whole reveal but we know we only see a very small portion of these reveals so steve asked can they stay and amy said yes they can there are a few things they have to do one a cleansing and she said once a week you have to physically clean the house from top to bottom which will get rid of any residual negative energy that has kind of settled in the house to deal with the tormentor you need a physical medium Kara will work with that person to visualize the tormentor out of the house and just basically let him know who's boss. They asked if the old lady can stay and she said, yeah, she's here to help. You know, I'd want her around too. Mm -hmm. And regarding the poltergeist PK manifestation, she needs to go to counseling, which again, we've talked about everybody needs to go to counseling. I love counseling. Yeah. The, um, the text over the at the end is Kara has yet to contact a medium as Amy advised, and the activity in her home continues. I saw that. I watched this one when you first said you were going to do it, so it was like two weeks ago now. <laughs> and um, I, I vaguely remembered having seen it, um, and it was, to be honest, not paying attention 100% while mm-hmm. I was watching it, but mm-hmm. uh, there were a few things that stuck out to me, and that ending screen, when they said she has failed to contact... So now that makes me wonder, knowing what we know about what clients have gone through, mm-hmm. trying to get help, mm-hmm. is it really her failing yeah. or is it the show not doing not what they providing. they were going to do? Yeah. Yep. Because I see that a lot in the Facebook groups too. People are like, I can't believe these people didn't do what Amy said to do. Why would you get her over there and then not do what she said she had to do? And we're learning that, that it's not people it's not are being the indignant case. and yeah. like, oh, she's full she of shit. I'm not it. doing it. Mm-hmm. It's they're trying. Yeah. And where if you don't know where to start, what are you supposed to do? Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. How are you supposed to know who's a reputable person right. who's just here to get your money? Right. Well, because we looked at, like, remember we talked to Lance? Yeah. And he and Jennifer, they got somebody who said they were from the dead files. Yes. Came in the house and made things worse. Yeah. So you, you don't. You don't know. You don't you know don't who to know. trust. So, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So it was a good one, but yeah, it was tough. Like that poor little boy. At least his mom believed him. Yeah. Yeah. So. Wow. That was that. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Thanks. Good job. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for joining us. And Amy, what can we expect next week? Next week, I will be presenting one called They Came from the Hills. Hmm. This is season 13, episode 8. Eight. And Amy P., our patron, suggested this one. She said, this is what she said in a text message um, to Megan and I. And she said, it involves tricksters, a family of people with opening abilities, and three generations living in the home together. There's also a serial killer in history and an interdimensional being. And I was like, score. <laughs> Sign me Sounds up. like we hit all those, checked all those boxes. <laughs> so um, I was, when I was first watching... The Dead Files and taking notes on episodes that I liked. Mm-hmm. This was one of the ones that I oh, okay. had marked. Yep. And so my little my little card that has all the things yep. on it that I wanted, like someday I want to do this one. And this one was on there, but I called it the vacuum monster, the vacuum demon. Yep. Mm. And I didn't know why. <laughs> I'm like, I don't remember that. And then I watched the show. And when they get to the sketch, I was like, oh, it's I know that why. one. Yeah. And it was one that. When I first watched it, I think I sent you the you sketch and you were like, what the fuck? Yeah. And I don't think you watched it. Probably I don't think not. you watched that episode because I think you're too freaked out. Yeah. And then I forgot which episode that sketch was from, but I have that sketch saved in my drive. Do you really? In my, yes, in my um, Dead Files drive on my computer. And every once in a while, it shows up and I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I got to figure out which episode that's from. No, you don't. Here it is. Amy did it. So thanks, Amy. Thanks, Amy. So, uh, yeah. That's it. That's the one we're going to do next time. And uh, I think I think that's going to be good. It's yeah. a good episode. I'll watch it again to really get it. But um, but yeah, it was a good episode. 
So do you want to pick a number or do you want... I, I did look through and found one that I thought was fun. That'd but, be fine. But, yeah, you can do that one. Okay. It was number 24. So okay. you can pretend like you picked number 24. Oh my gosh, let's do 24. Okay, 24. 24 it is. Okay. This is this was just um, a random thought he said. I get volatile Snapdragon bumps. I mean, honestly, who doesn't? I mean, I think he meant goosebumps or boosegumps, as we called them a few episodes ago. I get volatile Snapdragon bumps. Sometimes I do, too. I get it. I have been having this weird thing lately. I don't know if it's anything when I'm sleeping, not sleeping, but laying in bed. And where I get like this, it feels like a chill almost. Mm hmm. But it's just one side of my body, and it starts like at my shoulder, and mm-hmm. then it radiates all the way down my side, my hip, my legs, and it feels like cold, like as if somebody were like blowing cold all the way down my side. But I'm under the covers. Maybe your dad's just sitting next to you. I don't know. It's really weird. Or Phyllis is. And I'm not saying it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying it's paranormal necessarily. Right. But I know that. People talk about like when you when you're opening up or you're yep. like talking to the spirit world or whatever that you get like tingling sensations and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and I I'm wondering if it's something like that. It's kind of freaking me out a little Speaking bit. Speaking of tingling sensations, mm-hmm. totally gone. My finger, remember my middle finger was yeah yeah. Gone. It's not doing it anymore. Totally gone. And Jenny said it was because somebody needed yeah somebody needed help. someone needed like a little emotional boost. Mm-hmm. Totally gone. Weird. Yeah. You guys. See Jenny. I want to go back and see her again. That I was, do too. That was so much fun. I do too. I want to do like one or two people though. Mm-hmm. I feel like. We I would get, love to do just yeah. a single session, but I don't know if I can afford it. It's a little, it's a little pricey. pricey. I'm not saying it's not worth it. I'm just no, saying I don't have a real job. It's 100% so. worth it, but I do have a real job. And I can't afford it. <laughs> well, right. you have a kid. Well, that's so. true. Thanks everybody. Thanks everybody. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you next time. See you next time. time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Activity Continues podcast. We really appreciate you giving us your ears for a bit. Please reach out if you have a suggestion for which episode of The Dead Files we should cover next, or if you have a spooky story you'd like us to share on the show. We can be reached at theactivitycontinues at gmail.com or through our website or any of our socials. Links are all in the description of the show. Please feel free to drop us a note and say hi. And join us next time when The Activity Continues. The Activity Continues is produced by me, Amy, at Collected Sounds Media and is part of the independent Collected Sounds Podcast Network. We are also proud members of the Boo Pod Network of super cool podcasts. Nailed it.